I'm Anthony Sitko from Capes on the Couch, a show that examines the mental health issues of comic book characters, part of the Getting Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other stupendously geeky shows at gunnageeknetwork.com. Welcome to episode 269 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we give our take on starting and keeping a podcast going in 2023. In this week's Better Podcasting Download, we discuss our takes on the upcoming podcast ad block service. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we run through some of our Discord server's great podcasting discussions. Lauren, we know that you're moving houses right now, but maybe you can find the box with the Better Podcasting intro. This is Better Podcasting. We are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. That's why we are different. We minimize the money talk so that you can focus on building a better podcast. Welcome to episode 269 of Better Podcasting. I am Steven, and with me, of course, is SP. Hey, I hope everybody's having a good 2023 so far. We are having a good one as well. 2022 is gone. This is our first show, 2023. And we're looking forward to some great stuff this year. Yes, this is going to be fantastic. Uh, If you did miss the whole announcement when we returned, I'll just give a quick recap before we delve into our main topic here. It's that when we returned, we did announce that we're taking a season approach to better podcasting. And if you want to find the full details of that, go check out episode 262 of Better Podcasting. We broke that all down. But what this means is that we are recording this episode and we will continue to record season two through the end of January, meaning that our last recording of of season two of Better Podcasting will happen on Wednesday, January 25th, with the release on January 29th. And then we're going to go ahead and record for a few months of the Better Podcasting live chat show, not to be confused with Better Podcasting chats with SP. We're going to bring back the live chats and you'll be able to hear us record during the off season of this show on that show. So please uh, check out episode 262 if you've got any questions about any of that or just come to our Discord at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. We just wanted to take a few minutes at the top of our first show of 2023 to uh, let you know that you've only got a few episodes left of season two of Better Podcasting. And as a public service announcement, it is 2023 now. So remember to update your podcast copyright tag in your RSS feed, which is usually in your podcast media host server. Change that sucker to 2022 from 2022 to 2023. Or if you are indeed, the Gonna Geek Show update it from 2019 to 2023. Never gonna happen. Uh, also, you should make sure to update your checks that you write SP when you're paying him the $30,000 an episode to edit your podcast. Make sure you're using 2023 on those checks, not 2022. Doesn't matter. There's still cash. <laughs> all right, we got a fun show today. Today, we're gonna talk all about the idea of keeping your passion about your podcast. And this is because we do feel that in the year 2023, you really do need to use that passion as a motivation to sustain you long-term for your podcast endeavors. After all, you're likely not being sustained by money if you're a hobby podcaster. Your passion is probably going to be one of the biggest aspects of 
your podcast to keep you motivated. And we feel that if you're not passionate about your podcast, you're probably going to pod fade fairly quickly. And you might even start hating podcasting. Now, although we've talked a little bit in the past about motivation, we do think that the stakes are even higher when it comes to hobby podcasting and maintaining that personal passion in the year 2023. And this is because it is harder than ever to grow your podcast because of all the changes that have had within the podcasting industry. For example, there's a lot of money now coming into the podcasting space, and they often pay people to try to promote podcasts, or they pay to try to get ears to come listen to their podcast. There's a lot more saturated podcasting market as well, even compared to like five years ago in the podcasting space. And more than ever, people are coming to podcasting with certain expectations of what they expect to get out of a podcast. And if you're not going to hit those expectations right away, they're probably not going to give you the benefit of the doubt and keep listening. And dare we even say it? Unfortunately, we think that in the year 2023, in the realm of the podcasting space, people are kind of meaner than they used to be, meaning that they're willing to cut you down more than than they used to be when we first started podcasting. And that's why for these reasons, we do want to take today's episode to talk about all of the things that we think are important to consider when it comes to keeping yourself personally motivated by keeping your passion in your podcast. Particularly, we're going to talk about some of the pitfalls to do with hobby podcasting and possibly losing that passion, some ways we think you can keep motivated and keep that passion in your podcast, and also some suggestions that we think you might have when that passion starts to fail and you're feeling a little bit unmotivated. So SP, kick us off here today talking about some of the pitfalls. Some of the pitfalls that we think hobby podcasters may encounter with finding motivation to podcast, and we have several of them. The first one is not realizing that people may not share the same level of passion as you. It's easy to get excited about a topic and want to start a, a project on it and a podcast. However, not everyone will feel the same level of excitement as you. It might be your co-hosts, might be your listeners, or even your family. Be prepared to face excitement within your podcast. What does that mean? It means that you are going to have to bring the excitement to your podcast, even though others might not be excited for you. If multiple people are on your podcast, try to have various levels of passion. Too much energy can be hard for listeners to follow, especially if you're hitting them for an hour of just go, 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 go. And Sunday, 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 and all that stuff. It's it's great in moderation, but if it's for an entire hour, it's going to be a little bit too much. Conversely, if you have a little less than the NPR sound to your podcast, too little energy is going to sound boring. So you need to keep the same level of passion as you have for your podcast. You can vary it, but it's got to be the passion there. Now, thinking your passion will translate into a podcast might be another pitfall, right? We've all heard stories of people who say, we have funny conversations, <laughs> especially when we drink and we're just sitting around. We should make a podcast of it, right? And often those just don't make great podcasts. They really don't. I mean, some do. A very, very, very few do, but most of them know. 
SP and I made sure to sober up before we decided to go forward with better podcasting, which I can't believe we decided to do that sober. You know, I had this conversation the other <laughs> night with uh, some people and on Nightside of Podcasts, I do not drink. I did not drink until after the podcast recording. And then sometimes it's too too late. So I don't drink at all. I don't drink a lot to begin with. But when I'm podcasting, I don't drink. I know a lot of other people do. And I know it's how other people relax and have fun. For me personally, I don't do it. That would be a pitfall for me to drink and then start slurring and start mispronouncing things that I just beyond normal. You know, SP doesn't talk great to begin with, and I would definitely have problems with that. So, yes, uh, drinking and podcasting, it's situational. But for the most part, if you're three, four or five friends around a microphone and you're drinking, that's not going to make a great podcast. The same thing can apply for being passionate about a subject, and sometimes that passion won't make a great project in and of itself. You have to think about what can I do to make this passion translate into a podcast? I mean, you have this passion. How can it translate into a good podcast? How can you use my passion and energy to translate that to my listeners? How can I articulate my, my passion in a coherent way, as I just stumble over passion right there. How can I be coherent with it? And really, it's not necessarily just the words. It's your passion for the topic and being able to have somebody else pick up on the fact that you're passionate about the topic and maybe they're passionate about it too. And they want to be passionate with you about the podcast and don't take that the wrong way. So another pitfall of having the podcast is thinking their passion is stronger than it actually is. So you have to ask yourself, how often do I talk about this subject? I mean, if it's something that you're very passionate about as you're bowling every week for about 15 minutes, you know, that's great. But if you're not talking about it day in and day out, are you really passionate about it? And then what experiences do you have to draw on to help sustain your engagement on that? If it's a season of bowling, I mean, I'm just picking this out of the thin air here, but if it's a season of bowling, which is like two or three months, I don't know how long a season of bowling is. And you're literally thinking about the topic every 15 minutes or only 15 minutes while you bowl. Is that enough to sustain yourself over the course of a year? Probably not. So you need to find something that can help sustain your passion over the course of wherever you want to take your podcast. If it's every week, if it's the season, if it's bi-weekly, it, you just need to bring that passion to it. And then do I think I can carry on a conversation regularly about this subject? You're going to have to podcast or record on a regular basis. Now you could batch record and do it all in two days. But that gets worse if you can't sustain the conversation over time because you're saying the same things over your batch recorded episodes, whether you record two, four, 10, 15 episodes in one sitting. If you can't carry the conversation to different points of the topic and bring that passion to it, it's not going to be a decent podcast. So you have to be passionate enough to carry on that conversation over a long period of time. Now, another pitfall is convincing yourself that you are doing a podcast for passion reasons when there really is another reason. We see this all the time. 
I look at it and, and not necessarily when the podcast first starts. It usually starts manifesting itself about three, four months in, maybe one or two years in. What are we talking about? I'll give you an example. You may have the idea of making money with your podcast, but you don't want to admit it. You go in thinking, I can be the next Joe Rogan, or I can work from home, or I can earn enough to make a car payment, whatever that is, and I can do it right away. If your goal is to make money, you need to have other considerations than simply being passion-driven. You have to approach it as a business, and you have to admit that is your goal. Because if your goal is only to have fun and have a hobby podcast, which that's what we're all about here, we realize that there are other forms of podcasting. But if you go into it with that and your real goal is to make money, you are going to be disenchanted. Because unless you bring an audience to your show from other avenues, you're not going to have enough audience to be able to monetize it. And that is what we see so many times on our Discord server, in social media, on the R Podcasting subreddit. We see it all the time of, hey, I should be making more money on my show right now. Well, maybe, but did you go into it thinking you were going to make money or were you going into it having fun and just saying, hey, eventually we're going to make money on this? I mean, there's two different things. You need to admit the truth to yourself. If you're creating a podcast under a false notion, it's going to conflict eventually with how you're approaching the podcast and you're building the podcast the wrong way. So you need to admit your podcasting and your passion and whether or not you're trying to do something else with the show. Another pitfall that you might run into is not having a topic to center the show with. The notion of not knowing what you want to podcast is a very common one that we do see within certain podcast communities. There are questions of what should I podcast about or what should I talk about in the next episode? While those types of shows might be good for you to record just because you like recording and you just like to create something, or the thing is that your audience or your potential audience might eventually unfollow or unsubscribe to your show because they see you're just throwing a dart at the wall and seeing what topic's going to come up and you got no passion to do with it. The passion is one of the things that might translate to your audience. And we've talked about this before, where if you really create a passionate podcast or an experience that your audience can get to know you, they start to feel it's this intimate experience with you and they start to like you. If you're just talking for the sake of talking, how much of that that passion and that fun is really going to come through and build that connection with your audience. Another thing that we want to bring up is the idea about podcasting with a co-host that doesn't have passion. You may want to podcast about something and you may want to podcast about that something with somebody else. So you go and you think to yourself, I'm going to get my buddy involved to do this show. So you record a few episodes, maybe you get up to like seven or eight, and then all of a sudden your buddy disappears from wanting to record or they become unreliable when it comes to hitting those recording times. And your buddy starts to apologize and says, sorry, sorry, I, I, I just got other things going on. I'll, I'll do better next time. So the next time comes around and, and your buddy is also late or again missing. 
And this cycle happens over and over and over. Well, the reality is now maybe your podcast is starting to fade or it's of a different quality or it's of a different product than what you had set out to do because you're now working around this buddy that isn't just as passionate. The reality is that if you're podcasting with people who aren't as passionate about the subject matter as you are, this can make it a grind for you to do your show. And it can actually wane on your passion for the podcast. It starts to feel like work or it feels like you're putting in 130% and they're putting in five. And there can be a contentious relationship between you and your co-host. I'll speak from experience. This is something that my very first podcast that I did, we did very few episodes and it was over a whole bunch of time. And, and after a couple of episodes, it became very, very clear that I was the one that was passionate about podcasting and these other people were not. And eventually I, I found something else to do. And I just, I, I kind of got frustrated while I was doing the podcast because they, they weren't as engaged with it. And so I just gave up on it. And I was like, nope, go on to something else. Yeah, so make it easier on yourself. Don't force anybody to start podcasting with you. There's plenty of opportunities to either go solo or have a guest-based show instead. And you can go that way. But podcasting with somebody without passion for the topic or even podcasting that you are doing a podcast on, it's going to be difficult long-term. And there are other avenues to go about it instead. Uh, speaking of which, you can counter these pitfalls by finding other ways to keep motivated. One of which is to bring on guests for fresh perspectives. For example, you started a podcast to talk in depth about a topic, but you might feel your viewpoint is stale, repetitive, and dull. Find yourself trying to figure out how to freshen the show up when all of a sudden you think of what Joey over there in the warehouse might think about your topic. Maybe good old Joey is so passionate about the subject, he loves hearing you talk about it, and he sent you many, many messages. You have a real good rapport about this. Ask Joey to come on the show and explain his disagreement with you on the topic, or his agreement in some cases, but bring on that fresh perspective. Bring on that different viewpoint from a different area that might actually resonate with your audience. And it's just going to be so good. It, you could bring him on as a full-time co-host eventually, but even just one time as a guest would be awesome. Another thing you can do to counter these pitfalls in finding ways to keep motivated is to encourage alternative opinions. Differing opinions can help spark conversation, and it doesn't have to be a typical shouting match. A healthy discussion helps stimulate your desire for communication. Fun fact, we, Stephen and I, do not agree on everything. Oh, imagine that. We don't. I mean, it might seem like we do because we've done better podcasting for so long together and other shows together, but we don't. For example, Stephen likes to thickly cover his waffles in Canadian maple syrup. The right way. While I like to add homemade strawberry jelly the on wrong top way. of mine. So you say. <laughs> So we have these sorts of agreements and disagreements with podcasting as well, which is the main topic for this show. We also have disagreements on topics that we cover on other shows, like our TV podcast coverage that we do or our tech podcast that we do. We don't agree on everything. So when we don't, we actually 
are respectful of each other. We talk about the different viewpoints. We bring them up. We talk them through on the show and we bring in the two different viewpoints and it's great with podcasting. It's pretty easy to do that because there's no right or wrong answer with podcasting. There's different ways to do it. There are best practices, but there's that one best practice to do thing. There might be several. And we being two of us that have a little bit different experiences with podcasts, we can bring those experiences forward. So yes, we do not agree on everything. And those are alternative opinions that help the show. So with our example that I gave, you can have a fun discussion of sugar intake, taste, and cultural differences between Canada and America, between the maple syrup and the strawberry jelly. And it's fun to listen to. It can be fun to listen to. But this sort of differing opinions can also work for you in your show's format. Alternative opinions can mean a variety of different creative options for how you format the show. I mean, if something isn't working in your show, when your co-host can suggest a change to freshen the show up, you're not all thinking of the same mindset. You can have differing opinions and different creative thoughts of how to make the show better. And as I said before, just remember to keep everything civil and fun and make sure everyone knows it's a discussion and not a personal attack. It can have the opposite effect if everyone leaves mad. So keep everything above board, smile at each other, recognize, respect each other's opinion, and move on from there. Another thing that we think you can do to keep your passion in your podcasting is to engage with your listeners. For example, you might use social media interactions. While you're recording your episode, it is one way for you to have conversations with your listeners if you've had interactions over social media. It is possible to interact with your audience during a live event or during a live stream if you're doing that, but they can't always have this happen if you're pre-recording or you're not doing something in a live scenario. And also, you got to consider the people who are not even participating in the live events or participating in watching your live stream, and they're listening to this later in a published audio file. If you do social media interactions, this is a way to, to break that down, break those silos down, and encourage people to still have conversations with you just in a different manner. Social media interactions are great. Sometimes people will respond to you write about something that you've talked about on your podcast or done on your podcast or others, you might go and you might go to social media to help talk to people about an idea that you're going to cover in the future. Social media can be great for creating some engagement and some personal passion because you're now enabling a place that you can talk to your audience in a different manner. Social media can also be used sort of as a public square where other potential listeners can find your show. That is one of the my favorite things that I still get huge enjoyment out of and keep my passion for podcasting going when it happens. When all of a sudden there's a new name talking to me about my podcast somewhere. That is so much fun when there's this new name that you've never heard about before and now you're interacting about your podcast because they found your show. So discussing something that you have passion about in a way in social media can help you create content for your podcast, but can also reignite that spark in your podcasting joy. It can help you spark joy, Hespi. 
all about the joy, especially after coming out of the season that we did. So that's social media. Another way that you can engage the passion and, and go against the pitfall of being demotivated is those community interactions, which are slightly different than social media. Now, no matter where you've chosen to centralize your community, this is basically another cloud-based location to engage with your listeners. If you're lucky enough to be involved with your listeners in person, you know, that's one thing. But most of the podcasts that we talk about are engaging in a community that's online somewhere. And this could be a Facebook group, a subreddit, a Discord server, maybe even the comment section on a YouTube channel, although I think that's a little bit decentralized for a community. So that's what we're talking about, about a community versus social media. These conversations will probably be a little bit more intimate, informative, and detailed than the discussions that you have in social media. This is because these are truly listeners of your show or members of the community versus the general public as lar at large in social media. Now, if you've done a decent job of cultivating a good community, you should have no problems re-motivating yourself by communicating with your dedicated listeners in your community. They're going to provide you with that feedback that you need to keep going. They're going to provide you with different viewpoints that you can use on your show or maybe discussions back and forth to allow you to hone your opinions and viewpoints that you can use on your show. If you've done a good job, and we've done a few episodes on developing a community, if you've done a good job developing that community, that can be an invaluable resource to keep motivating you to keep your podcast going. You also can encourage feedback for your podcast. If you have channels to receive feedback, this can help motivate you with your podcast. For one, it means that you have a listener that's willing to communicate back with you about your podcast. For another, it means that you've done something right and there's a listener that's engaged enough to actually talk to you and provide you some form of feedback about your podcast. Whether it's to do with a point of clarification or perhaps additional information for your podcast or maybe even just saying, I can't believe you said that, Stephen. How dare you disagree with SP over the maple syrup? You're so wrong, Stephen. It is still a way that people are providing feedback to you about your podcast, and that can just be a way for you to go, oh, people are passionate enough about this topic, as I am, to actually give me feedback. So this is a huge motivator for many hobby podcasters, and I know for me personally, feedback is one of the things that does always keep me going, or at least contributes a large amount to my passion and engagement in my podcasting. Another way to keep motivated with your podcast is to do the occasional shakeup episode. The whole point of a shakeup episode is to get you out of a rut or maybe test out the waters on a different format or just do something different for an episode. A shakeup episode can be a difference in topic, format, location, or even utilizing different hosts. And by hosts, I mean people that are speaking. An example of a shakeup episode could be an interview map episode. If your episode format is usually just the host discussing a topic like we do mostly on Better Podcasting, an occasional interview could be a welcome breath of fresh air. 
Your listeners are going to get to experience a different voice, a different viewpoint and knowledge base with that individual or people that you bring on your show. Plus, you get a break from talking into the microphone all episode long, and you can actually interact with somebody else, which is exciting all of on its own. If you have a podcast where you do not interview others, even if it's an audio drama or a tabletop playthrough show, you might want to try this interview episode out as a shakeup episode. I've seen various different versions of this on all sorts of shows. It can work tremendously. Now, if you have an interview show to begin with, it's not going to really work for you, but then you can do the opposite and you could do like a solo episode or a monologue episode or do what we do here on Better Podcasting and discuss topics as you go along versus just in the interview. Another example of a shakeup episode could be an in-the-field episode. Now, change of location is always welcome. We as human beings do this all the time for vacation. You go on a work trip or something like that. You could be at a convention. You could change your location of recording to another host's house. Or you could go on a podcast retreat, which is the same as a work retreat, which is just a podcast retreat, or you could travel to the site of something you discuss a lot, perhaps. If you do a true crime podcast, you can actually go visit the site. I know, Stephen, with your Walking Dead podcast that you did, one of your co-hosts actually went to the filming locations at the time. It was really exciting to get Steve to talk about those things. Now, with Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we've attended convention panels before, and then we've talked about those or recorded those and brought them on the show. Heck, I've even recorded segments, I'm not kidding, on a boat and on a plane before, and we've had those on podcasts, Better Podcasting Mm -hmm. and the Guinea Geek Show before. That's a true story. I have literally podcasted in the middle of a lake or recorded in the middle of a lake, and I have recorded in a plane to show the sound difference in the plane. So yes, I have done all that uh, I remember the plane one, by the way, we've talked about it before, but we may have picked up some new listeners. Plane one was interesting <laughs> because the guy across the aisle from me, I was traveling with my family on vacation, by the way, and the guy across from me on the plane and his wife were really interested in what I was doing because he was a sound engineer back in the day. And they did the, you know, the real to real tapes and the big studios and stuff. He was just amazed that it had the technology that it was able to record something on the plane. And of course he asked all sorts of questions about, can you actually hear that? Is the plane droning on stuff like that? So that was just fun because I'm still talking about it now. Almost six. I don't remember when it was six, seven years ago. It was early on talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So another example of a shakeup episode could be you bring different hosts into host the episode. And we have done this before on Better Podcasting. Anybody remember Better Better Podcasting? That's what we call the episode. And we're still looking forward to episode two, by the way, of Better Better Podcasting. Now, this one can be a little bit daring because you're giving away control of your show, but it definitely can be fun. And it can be motivating for you listening to somebody else's take on your show to tell you what a great experience it is, what joy they get out of it, and what they think your audience should be receiving because that's what they want to receive. So it can work so many different ways having different hosts host your episode. Of course, it could go horribly wrong, but most of the time it goes right. And Better Better Podcasting was a pretty good episode indeed. Another shakeup episode that you can do is have an episode technically related to the topic that you normally do, 
but technically off topic from what you normally do. And you're like, hey, what is this? And honestly, I had to think about this because Stephen was the one who came up with this. And I was like, what exactly is he talking about? So I'll give you an example. So this is what I came up with. On Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we only cover the Marvel Studios and the related screen properties, the TV shows or the streaming shows, whatever you want to call it now, and the movies. But if something out of the box happens, we can pivot to cover it, such as James Gunn, who ran the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise for Marvel Studios. He moved over to Warner Brothers to be the DC version of the Marvel Studios head, Kevin Feige, and run the DC universe over on Warner Brothers. You're talking about Batman, Superman, Green Arrow, Wonder Woman, those types of characters James Gunn moved from the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is Marvel base, over to the DC. We could cover that. We could also cover comics, comic books, instead of the actual screens. Now, in truth, we've done that before, but we could pivot to do that to have other forms of content on our topic that's technically not the topic that we cover all the time, but it's related. We could cover some other superhero show like And Stephen, you might be too young to remember this, but there was a show back in the early 80s called The Greatest American Hero. So we could cover something like that instead. Technically, these are all off topic, but still in the same genre. And we could freshen up our motivation to podcast by doing an episode about that. Now, the same thing could be applied to an audio drama or a tabletop playthrough show. We've seen episodes that are slightly out of topic from the show's normal run. There's time loop episodes, time travel episodes, dream episodes, flashback episodes, episodes about like the parents of characters that we see on screen. And you can do all of that as a change up to the normal topic that you cover within your story, whether that's an audio drama or a playthrough show. Now, here on Better Podcasting, an example would be we're going to cover YouTube for an episode or TikTok channels for an episode. I don't mean like the podcast ramifications of those, but I mean like legitimately what's going on in YouTube or what's going on on TikTok or you name the other form of media creation. We could pivot to cover that for an episode as well. I don't think we'll ever do that, Stephen, but there's a possibility possible that we can ever do. Now, there's one big note here. Stephen put this in the show doc, and I completely agree to it. All of these can be severely jarring for listeners, especially if you're like an audio drama and you're normally t- you have the same voices. And then all of a sudden you have completely different voices and these characters are calling each other by names that you're not familiar with and stuff. It can be extremely jarring for listeners. But it can also turn out to be a lot of fun. And like the example I gave of of the different formats of episodes that we see on TV shows, they are sometimes the most memorable episodes of a show. So they can be the most memorable episodes of your podcast. You're talking about how someone else's voice on an audio drama could be jarring. So I'll just go and say on this episode of Better Podcasting, the role of SP will be played by Steven. And then I'll just do a solo cast for me. You've done that before. (laughs) (laughs) The next thing that might help you keep passionate about your podcast is by allowing yourself to take some time off occasionally. For example, taking vacations, taking breaks around the holidays, et cetera, et cetera. But by doing this, you're going to be able to focus on your podcast when you got time to focus on it and focus on the other more important things in your life, maybe uh, when you are should be focused on those. This is one of those things where 
if you start to prioritize your podcast over your other aspects of your life as a hobby podcaster, you might find that it starts to make your podcast feel more like a chore and you don't want that. So allow yourself to take some time off occasionally and recharge those batteries. That's what we just did for better podcasting over the last couple of weeks. And the next thing we want to mention as well is you could introduce the idea of a season structure to your podcast. This is something that SP and I are quick to mention that we have have quickly warmed up to this idea. When we talked about the idea of moving to season structure for better podcasting, I acknowledge that. Uh, we talked about how originally when seasons started to come into podcasting, SP and I both were were kind of standoffish with the uh, the idea, but things have changed in the world of podcasting and we both really think that the seasonal structure for hobby podcasters can be very beneficial, especially with some of the times like we just mentioned where we take the last couple of weeks of December off. Well, a lot of people might have a lot of travel and might want to take all of December off. Well, a season structure allows you to end that season before December. As well, having a season structure is a great opportunity for you to take a little time away from your podcast without feeling like you're abandoning your listener and also re-engage that passion with your podcast. You'll start to long for it again. You'll start to miss it. Trust me, I took a year off of podcasting. This is absolutely what happened to me was I was like, I really, really miss talking about these different things. And that passion just came back. A season structure bakes in that time for you to leave all of those troubles in the past and re-love your podcast again. Now we're going to move on. What do you want to do if you start to feel unmotivated? The first thing is to create a short-term plan. Write out a schedule and come out with a pen and paper, classic, or maybe, you know, throw it onto your phone or something like that about basic ideas for each upcoming episode. Just a few thoughts. You don't have to script out the whole thing or put bullet points through the whole thing. But just those few thoughts can help act as a brainstorm session to spur fresh ideas and bring those future ideas in. If you're so bogged into the day in and day out of a weekly show or a daily show, whatever routine you are in, and you can't think of where you want to go through next. I mean, writers talk about this all the time with writer's block. Podcasters have the same sort of thing. Just that little brainstorm session can go, oh, inspire you to go off on a different direction than you were in, get out of that rut, and to bring that motivation back to your show. Also, remind yourself of when you started podcasting. I get to see this all the time on the R Podcasting subreddit. All these new podcasters come in. They are so stoked about, I just started my first show. I just published my first episode. This is so cool. I love this. And it's great to see that. And I comment on a lot of those and I say, thank you, because this is such a special time. It's an exciting time. It brings that motivation right back to me because I see other people that are really enjoying podcasting. And if I'm ever in a, oh, I can't believe I got a record tonight mode, I just see that and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I remember recording my first few shows out of every, first few episodes out of every show. And it was just so exciting. And it gets me back to that point 
that I'm excited again. What was my motivation then? Why did I want a podcast? What did I like about it? Why am I still doing these things? It all comes right back. So if you can remember that time when you started your show, it's going to spark that motivation to keep that show going. Also, ask yourself what you're not enjoying about your podcast if you're starting to feel not passionate about it. The reality, though, is that podcasts are work. So you're never going to avoid all the challenges that come with podcasting. There's always going to be something that's going to feel like a little bit of an uphill climb. But think about the things that are challenging you and what can you do to make them easier? Are there things that you can do to tweak your podcast to re-engage your passion? Maybe there is something that you're doing in the baked-in formula to your podcast that you want to take out and it'll make it more enjoyable or you want to put on the shelf for a little bit. Think about the things that you're not enjoying with your podcast and that might help emphasize the things that you are. Also, ask yourself, do you need to take a break? You should probably refer back to our previous episode where we talked about the idea of taking a break if you're thinking about taking a break. There's a bunch of considerations, but we're big fans of the idea that sometimes you do need to take a break from your podcast to re-engage your passion. We did, and we'd encourage you, if you're in that situation, you should as well. It can also serve to answer the following question, which is, are you even still passionate about the subject anymore? Or is it time to close up shop? It's okay to admit that you don't have the passion for that core material anymore. You don't have that motivation to talk about it anymore. It happens to us. We talked about it on the show before, but as a brief summary, it happened to me with the Starling Tribune. We did this podcast on the CW television show Arrow. It ran for eight seasons and it was tough for us at the very end. And we're very glad that it ended the way it did, but we didn't want to go any further with it. And Stevens even encountered this himself. He's talked about it on the show before. He wants to continue to talk about it on the show of his experiences. Yeah, the best example that, that I'm always quick to mention with this is that the comic book podcast, at the end of the run of that, it really began to feel like work. We had established a formula that worked really well. There'd be a a rotation of people who would pick uh, the comics we were going to talk about. We'd all read them. We'd have a bunch of opinions. It, it worked well. But in the end, we just weren't that passionate about talking in a podcast form about comic books anymore. And it just became work for all of us. And this is something that I always look back at. And if I'm ever feeling a certain way about a podcast that's at all within that realm, I try to remind myself of that frame of mind because it was hard to admit that I'm not that interested in talking about comic books anymore. And it, it hurt a little bit to do it. But once it was all said and done and I admitted it and we closed down shop, I went, this, this was the right decision. And I just needed to face that music sooner that I wasn't passionate about talking about it anymore. The bottom line is that we think in 2023, for all the reasons we've mentioned and many more, we think it's important for you to take time to place focus on keeping your passion alive with your podcast. Even if you're just starting out, make sure you keep that passion alive. It's more difficult in 2023 than it was 10 years ago to find alternative motivations such as building a community, interacting with listeners, growing listenership, connecting with key figures to do with your craft, 
or the topic that you're podcasting on, it's just more difficult. However, if you can maintain your passion for your show, you'll likely stay motivated, keep the podcast a reflection of you, and most importantly, keep you having fun. And you having fun means your audience is going to be having fun. They're going to be more interactive with you. They're going to like listening to the show and they are going to keep following your show, listening to your show and interacting with you. And we'd love to know what are some of the ways you keep your passion in your podcast. You can contact us via email always at podcast at betterpodcasting.com. You can go to our contact page on our website, betterpodcasting.com slash contact, or you can always find both of us on our Discord server at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord, where you find both of us all the time, as well as our entire community. And we'll be honest with you, oftentimes it's not us answering somebody's question. It's somebody in our community, and we completely endorse that. And if you want to get in touch with us while we record the show live, usually we record Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern over at www.geeks.live. This week we are recording it on a different day, but usually it's Wednesdays. And today we do have a few people in our live chat. So thank you to everybody who's checking us out live. And we did actually have a couple of people comment a couple thoughts about what we talked about today, including... Gregory, who said that he's passionate about his podcast topic, but he's been it's been tiring to talk about it for more than four years about the alcohol addiction while keeping himself motivated and trying to find more ways to say that drugs are harmful to you. And Gregory, I just wanted to highlight your comment because first off, thank you for sharing your story with that. I, I like to bring that up whenever we can. I appreciate you sharing that story with your listeners and and coming to our live chats. And also, I do hope that you can continue to find that motivation because I'm sure a lot of people do find a lot of value in your podcast. Uh, we also had Gregory comment as well, say about the feedback that he does find it, that whenever he gets an email or a comment on YouTube, it makes his day and keeps him going with the interest in his podcast. So thank you very much to Gregory. And on our Discord server, we did actually have a couple of people chime in as well when we had asked. What sort of things do you do in order to keep your passion and excitement alive for your hobby podcast? SP, go ahead. And we had Rob from the Smoking and Drinking in Space and Smoking and Drinking in Capes podcast. He said, try not to watch too many crappy movies, to which his co-host Jason said, which is really hard when somebody keeps picking crappy movies. So a little bit of banter back and forth there. So that's one way to keep motivated, right? And we had Jeremy over from the Transmissions podcast. He said, one thing that's helped me over the past year has been the ability to take a break when needed for family situations. We've got a core group of three hosts and three or four regular guest hosts, so there's enough people to cover when things happen. Also, we were able to take the past two weeks off and put out older content to help recharge. So we'd love to know what are your thoughts. Get in touch with us through any of the ways that SP mentioned. And while you're doing that, why don't you go ahead and let us know your thoughts on our next week's topic, which we're going to talk all about the idea of overhauling your podcast. We want to know if you've ever overhauled a podcast before, how do you feel about 
completely overhauling it? Did it feel a little bit like you were maybe losing a little part of yourself? And what did that do to your passion? Let's keep that on topic as well. So get in touch with us about that topic, which we'll cover next week. This is the Better Podcasting Download. Block, 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 block. <laughs> a few days ago, there was a lot of talk in the podcast community about this new service, upcoming service called adblockpodcast.com. And I basically copied everything that was on the website for it. Finally, a podcast app that skips ads. How it works, you can listen to any podcast on iTunes ad-free. The pricing right now is to be determined. The web app can be used in the browser, but on an Android or iPhone, you're better off adding it to your home screen. So basically, the whole concept behind this is to skip ads in a podcast, much like you would use an ad blocker on a website. Now, there are issues with this, of course. You have creators that are creating this content, and one of the ways they monetize this content is by using ads. So if you skip the ads, should you really be paid for it because your listeners aren't listening to it, right? And there is a article out there on Pod News which said that the creator claimed that he would try to share revenue with podcast makers, although he admitted he hasn't figured out how to. So I'm kind of scratching my head of why would you even put this out there if you haven't figured out how you're going to share that revenue, that, that subscription with the content creators. You kind of have to, I mean, if that's your intent, you have to have that upfront and early. And then there's the whole thing. Some of these ads, like our podcast might be on, say, Spotify. And Spotify might throw ads in there. We don't get a cent off that, by the way, because we're not in any sort of monetized program. But Spotify is getting money from that, or at least they're putting their own advertisements and they're using our show to do that. And I actually haven't listened to our show on Spotify, so I might be wrong on that. But in case that happened, then is the ad revenue sharing supposed to come to us? Or is it supposed to go to, in this example that I used, maybe incorrectly, Spotify? So yeah, I have a lot of issues with this. Even though we don't talk about monetization whatsoever on the show, I have issues with how what this is going to do with the space because it just doesn't jive. I don't know if this is going to take off, if there's going to be lawsuits against this, or if this is going to just be considered another, okay, ad block thing that you do on websites and you can't really control it. I'm going to say something. I love this. And you know why I love this? It's not for the reason that you're initially thinking. I am not a fan of ad blockers. I, I, I think that there are websites out there that have malicious ads and there's things like that. And I think that absolutely there is a place for, for software and things to help protect the user and, and whatnot. And also, you know, with, with kids and content control and things like that. I, I, that's not what I'm talking about. I am not a big fan of people who use ad blocks on websites and stuff where they are consuming content, especially by independent creators who are getting revenue for those ads and, and it's part of their business model. I, I have talked about this before in our Discord. I have talked about this offline with people and, and I've even probably talked about it on the podcast. Why I enjoy this is because this is, this is two things that I think are long due for the podcast industry. Number one is for people to realize that 
The podcast industry is huge. And now we're getting to the point of creating an ad blocker, just like the idea of so many other places of the internet. This, this is a huge flag to be waved about the success of podcasting. But the second thing is, it's time for people who do sell ads, and, and particularly people who have been selling ads in an, a dated and archaic manner for their podcast. There are probably people who have been podcasting for many years, you know, five plus years, to get with the program and realize that things are different now. And the same thing goes for people who are buying the ads. They need to realize that the, the things are different. You can't always count on numbers the way you used to, that there's a whole bunch of other variables. The formula that worked for selling ads back when podcasting started is not the one now. And people who are selling ads based off of that, this is, this is a wake-up call that things have to change and you, you got to grow up. That, that The podcast industry is growing up. You got to grow up with it. And this is just an example of, of one of the many, many things that will help push that forward. Again, I don't like ad blockers. Now, to expand on that, because I want to rant about this a little bit, I just want to say that is a whole bunch of two letters, one that starts with B, one that ends with a letter that comes before T, about this, this whole revenue thing, this whole idea that they've got on their ad block podcast page where they talk about their three main points that they go, our three goals for this project is to skip ads, especially obtrusive ones that disrupt the flow of the podcast, reduce consumption, ads from prompt us to buy stuff we don't need, increasing our carbon footprint, and three, find better ways of compensating podcast makers. No, that, that's not the case. They just want to block ads like, like they do with everything else. That's a PR spin with the whole money thing as an attempted PR spin as well. I call those two letters on it. And I just think that like, you know, this ad block is like all other ad blocks where, where in my opinion, they're there to get rid of commercials. That's all they're looking to do is get rid of ads, get rid of commercials. And that that's the main goal that somebody doesn't want to hear them. They don't like it. And so that's what the genuine, the biggest purpose of it is. So that's my little rant on it. So don't like the ad blocker, don't like them in general, but do appreciate that this is moving the industry in a direction that is more in line with where it is growing to in relation to all of these other things that people do consume that have to fight with this already. I'll be honest, I have an ad blocker. It's called my finger when I hit the 30 <laughs> second skip button. <laughs> I, I do that all the time and I don't do it every single time I hear an ad. Sometimes I actually want to hear the ad when it is actually comical. There are podcasts out there that insert fake ads and the fake ads are, are very funny and they are meant to be put in place of actual ads when they actually are big enough to monetize later on. But the, some of them are hilarious and I like listening to those. But especially if I'm listening to a five minute podcast that has five minutes or more of ads before and after combined it's like no skip 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 and then when i get to the end of the podcast i'm not listening to your end roll ads sorry i'm, I'm not yeah. doing it it's too much for a five minute podcast uh there's several five minute podcasts that i was listening to i only listen to one nowadays and the good thing is that they vary the amount of ads from day to day but some days it's like five minutes worth and i'm like no i'm not not sitting through or listening through five minutes of ads to hear five minutes of content. Uh, but sometimes I do. Sometimes when I'm being active, 
I don't have a chance to hit the skip button and I just kind of tune out because it's just, I haven't gotten to that point where it's not really applicable to me. The other thing that I will say is not podcasting, it's YouTube channels. There's a bunch of YouTube channels out there that have put ads in very inconvenient places. So it does disrupt the flow of the video. And then there's some podcasts that do it as well. It's just stupid where these ads are placed in. So I immediately, you know, try to skip it. I don't have the premium YouTube subscription, by the way. So I'm, I'm the lowest tier user and they monetize me by th trying to throw all these ads at me. And some you can't skip anymore, but some, especially the really bad placed ones, like skip. And I have turned off videos before where they are just incredibly bad placed ads. I'm like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And the ads are getting more and more. I mean, that's how Google and YouTube are monetizing everything is, is through all these ads. But when I get to a host read ad of a item that has nothing to do, in my opinion, with the channel whatsoever, or the content on the channel, or me personally, like there's no way I'm ever going to buy this. I will pick up that remote. And as I'm watching it on the big screen TV, on my Roku, I will press that fast forward button and go 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds until I get to them actually back to their video. And I will have missed up to nine seconds, but I don't care because I'm not going to go back and listen to that ad. That's just my opinion personally. So to apply that to podcasting and to the skip button, kind of the same way. If you're going to force feed me ads that I don't care about and I don't want to listen to, I'm just going to skip through them. And with time delayed content, there's no reason that I can't. And even like with DVR stuff or on demand stuff or video on demand, right? And you're listening to, to stuff that they won't let you skip forward to because they're trying to monetize that commercial stuff. Sometimes I'll just turn it off because my time is too valuable to be listening to that. I pay enough for my TV services that I feel like I, if I want to skip through ads, then I need to skip through ads. Now, Family members have said we like the ads because we get up and we do stuff during those times. And I completely commiserate with that because, well, I'm an old man and I have to use the restroom, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, th there are times where the ads come in handy, but I'm not sitting through them. I, if I'm sitting there, I'm scrolling through my phone waiting for everybody to come back or I'm actively up doing things. So just, you know, a couple of perspectives on this. As far as this ad block, for podcasting. Nice attempt. I don't see it working long term. I know a bunch of people are like, this is my thing. I want this to work. I just don't see it working. That's just me. Yeah, I, I, ha I have questions about the actual working of this application. And I, I want to clarify something. I'm not saying that people should that I like ads. I'm not saying that I like to listen to ads. I'm not even saying that I pay attention to ads. But to me, there is a massive difference between using an ad blocker and, and going through the intended target or the intended navigation of an ad. And what I mean by that is if you're the DVR example, skipping through it, that's all baked in. If you're on a website, closing it. If you're on a podcast, skipping over it. I, I personally am of the opinion that ad blockers are, are absolutely different than actually going through the option, the, the proper navigation of ignoring the ad. And then I do, that's what I do. I, I don't sit there and I listen to ads, but the thing that generally I don't, maybe if it's SPs, 
you know, beard emporium of beard products. Maybe, maybe then I will. However, um, I, I don't see this ad block thing working because this, this site right now, they're talking about prices, TBD and, uh, sign up for the alpha. And I just think that there's a lot of, a lot of indicators right now that this might be a, a good try champ. That's what I think it might be. You said you don't like commercials. Let me ask you this. Do you watch the Super Bowl commercials? Don't get me started on that. Come on over to betterpodcasting.com slash discord. We can have a whole conversation about the history that is Canadian Super Bowl commercials and getting the American ones only to get them pulled away a few years later. Come on over to our discord and talk to me about that as well as what your thoughts are about Adblock. Let's go ahead and go on to the better pod back. This is where we here at Better Podcasting turn the show over to you as we run through some of your feedback. We call this segment Better Podback. We are back, back from a break with some feedback that happened in our Discord server over that break. SP, you go ahead and take the first one here. Yeah, on Better Podcasting Chats with SP, I've had a podcaster on there called Cadabra or Miss Cadabra. And she said, I am about 10 plays whoa, away whoa, from Whoa, whoa, my... whoa. You think I'm going to let you get away with that? I would like you to read properly the Discord name. I don't even know how to <laughs> pronounce it. It's Cadabra Doodle? Ca I don't know. Cadabra Dabra Do. I wanted you to get it right. Cadabra Dabra Do, I believe. <laughs> Cadabra Dabra Do. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm about 10 plays away from my 1,000th stream. Happy New Year, everyone. I've decided that the goal for this year is to work on a website for my podcast. However, I don't know what would be the best option for me. I'm not trying to have merch at this time for the show, so I wouldn't really need a monetization aspect. I'm debating between WordPress.org and .com. And we had a couple of people chime in, including Damien, the DM, say, I, I've been using Webflow to build my show's new website. I'm loving it so far, but it's a lot of work. And I'm sure it would make an actual web designer cringe. We also had Original Waffle say, if you're going to go WordPress, which is what I use, then go the self-hosted org route. And we had Yakko say, that's my opinion too. It's a little more work, but we've been using WordPress with PowerPress from day one, and it's been great. And the idea is that WordPress.com is WordPress that is hosted on a website by WordPress. And it's a lot less flexible than using a third-party provider that is using WordPress.org, where you have a lot more flexibility to add things to it and, and do things with the WordPress installation, including some of the plugin differences, which I don't know if you can do PowerPress on WordPress.com. I'm not going to act like I'm an expert on it, but I don't think you can. And PowerPress is the huge, huge benefit to those who are going to create a podcast website on WordPress. But we'd love to know what your thoughts are on that. If you are someone who has created a website recently for your podcast, what way did you go? What did you find worked well? What do you find maybe didn't work well? Please let us know. And why don't you just come to our Discord and let Kadabra Dabra do know about it. Indeed. Also on the Discord, we had Randy Walker post an article from TheVerge.com about Audio-Technica headphones and strapping on a microphone to it. Now, in truth, I needed to look into this, but I believe on bswusa.com, they have versions of Audio-Technica uh, headphones with 
microphones on them already, but this is a new headset with USB or analog connections. So this would be a new complete capability because of that. So what they did is they took their M50X headphones, they slapped a microphone on it, and they enabled the connection to be either USB or analog. So interesting. I'll bet you a lot of people are looking into this, especially since these are honest to goodness studio monitoring headphones. They're not like gaming headphones that you throw a USB connection into and use on your podcast. Uh, these are the actual deal. So it'll be interesting how this technology takes off. What this kind of reminded me of is Audio-Technica actually had a microphone. I don't, I, it, when I Googled, it looks like it was out of stock everywhere, so it might be discontinued, but it was called the ATG-M2, which was actually a detachable boom mic, which looks very similar to the one on this article on The Verge that that Randy linked to um, that was meant to go on to Audio-Technica head, headphones. So it kind of Reminded me of it. I wonder if it's the same equipment and they're just uh, packaging it all into one built-in unit. And that's why they've they've gotten rid of the addable one because they're just like, well, let's just create a separate product stream. Yeah, and apparently this is in the American 199 to 229, depending on what version you get cost uh, area. That's what you're uh, going to be charged for. And then also on Discord, we had Kadabra Dabra Doo with a hardware upgrade. She said, Christmas upgrade from Chromebooks, Celeron processor to Core i3, moving on up. And I can finally edit separate tracks now that I have enough memory on my new laptop. There was this whole discussion in there about Kadabra Dabra Doo using a Chromebook to podcast with. And I know a lot of people have tried to do this. And I, I still today just don't think that the processing power and memory of Chromebooks are capable of doing high-end podcast production. Now, they're great to connect. I mean, you can connect on your phone, so it's no big deal. They're great to connect and record and stream that way. But when you're actually editing a show with multiple tracks, you have issues with the Chromebook on applications that might not be there that are available on Mac and on PC and in iOS now that iPads are becoming more and tablets that are becoming more and more uh, capable of doing podcast production. These Chromebooks just aren't keeping up with that. And so she was having some issues and she upgraded to an actual PC uh, laptop, which had an i3 uh, processor on it. And probably I'm thinking at least 16 gigabytes of RAM, if not more. So it enabled her to start doing the sorts of podcast production that she needed to do. And the last thing we want to talk about is give a bit of an update about the Rodecaster Pro version 2. Uh, I don't know. I felt like I needed a dramatic version 2. <laughs> Since you have version 1 and I have version 2. Uh, Jason M. Bryant in the chat said, or in the Discord said, looks like the new firmware for the Rodecaster Pro 2 fixed the monitoring issue. And by monitor, I don't mean like monitors to a computer. I'm talking about monitoring through headphones. There was this notch at 11 o'clock that Josh Liston had first noted to me and I heard it and figured it out that I was experiencing the same thing as well. And Jason and Bryant said he thought that the firmware upgrade to 1.0.8 
fix the monitoring issue. Josh Lishton also said, I've got a few days where I don't need the Rodecaster Pro 2 over New Year's, so I'm going to do a firmware update on my unit today. Wish me luck. So Josh has done this, and we need to hear back from you, Josh, on how that firmware upgrade went. And the other couple things I want to mention about this is over the last few weeks, we've had a few people mention to us that they've encountered the same sound pad issue that SB has. I've lost track of the people who have, but there's been quite a few who have mentioned that. And that's where the sound pads will just randomly start to go. Well, somebody in our Discord did end up, uh, and I don't remember who it was, but thank you for whoever it was that relayed this information. Um, apparently, there is actually a road hardware fix that they are offering. It is an RMA process, though, so you'll have to send it in. And apparently there is a process where you can get those sound pads upgraded. So this brings up a whole bunch of questions to me. I want to know more about it. Uh, SB, if you decide to go through with it, I look forward to your firsthand experience. I haven't seen anything on the road site about this. I looked it up and there's a lot of people experiencing this. So I'd like to know more. And if it is something that they are like they've just got like a a workflow for that. I would like to see them post that so that people can be made aware of it. And I just wonder if it's one of those situations where say, for example, you went and you filed a ticket, the person handling your ticket would go, what are you talking about? This doesn't exist, right? Like, you know, I'd like to see something more detailed about that. But in any case, if you do decide to do that, I look forward to your firsthand experience so that we can talk firsthand. Yeah, I don't have a backup for my Roadcast Pro 2 right now. So I've been thinking through how am I going to do this? How am I going to monitor as I'm editing? And how am I going to record? The recording part is no big deal. I use my Zoom P4. And yeah, that's a step down from the Roadcaster Pro 2, but it is something, right? I have it and I can use it and I can record just the same way that I do now, basically, and get that done. What's more concerning is the fact that I need to monitor through my speakers what I'm editing. And I can't necessarily do that through the P4. So I'm probably going to have to put my Motu M2 also into the mix specifically so I can connect it to the speakers. So instead of having one device doing everything, I'm going to have two devices doing everything because I can't record using the Moto M2, but I can record using the PodTrack P4. So my microphone will run through the PodTrack P4. I will monitor as I'm recording through the headphones attached to the PodTrack P4. But when I'm editing through my speakers or I'm listening to YouTube videos or whatever, I'll have to use the Motu M2. So now that I've got that figured out, I might connect with Rode and figure out what's going on. In the past month, since this topic has come up, I have not had the firing of the sound pads go on. And I've tried to induce it using air pressure with the cover, which usually induces it, and that's not been working. So I don't know if I continue to have the issue or not. I have not upgraded the firmware right now to 1.0.8. I'm still on 1.0.7. So yeah, I am concerned. I have not verified for myself of what our listener said that it is upgraded sound pads. It could just be they are changing them out with newer te- newer hardware, but it's the same hardware in there. I don't know. But uh, the implication is that there are upgraded sound pads, and I just don't know what that upgrade entails. It could just be replacement. I don't know. 
And the last loop that I want to close here, I thought of this while we were on our break, that we never followed up about your SD card issue a while back. SP talked about how his Rodecaster Pro would say there's four hours left, but it would only be like two hours. And we theorized maybe it was a defective SD card. Well, SP did pull the, the files off of the SD card and the amount of GBs, the gigabytes, did this actual file size did match the file size that the card was labeled. So my random theory that I had of maybe it was a bad SD card or a fraudulent SD card was not true. It was just some form of miscalculation on the Roadcaster Pro. So I wanted to close that loop and say that we don't know. We don't know what's, what's up with that. <laughs> yeah, these are all concerning to me. Now, a lot of people don't do what we do. A lot of people use their audio interface or their mixer recorder to then do separate audio files into um, DAW and record multiple tracks in the DAW. We don't do that here on Better Podcasting. Uh, for one thing, we like the backups that it gives you. And for another thing, oftentimes we think, at least through our experience and our listening to the different files, that it's higher quality coming from the hardware recorder. So we like using the hardware recorder. And in this particular case, I got to be careful because once I get to, it says 12 plus hours right now as we're recording right here and it's in green. Once you get under 12, it turns to yellow on the screen, uh, the, the uh, indicator of how much memory there is. When it gets under eight, I need to stop recording new shows because I have lost the last 20 minutes of a show on it. I didn't lose it. I lost the recording of it. I recorded a backup. Unfortunately, the backup is one track. It's 20 minutes of one track. I, I will take that hit and bad on SP for not backing stuff up to a multi-track option. But and and running a test on trying to see how long I could get the SD card to go. Uh, now that I know that, just a fair warning to everybody else, if you're recording with the Rodecaster Pro 2 and you have all tracks selected, which right now is the default, I don't know if there's any way to get that off. Uh, as far as I know, there is no way to get that off from all tracks recording. Yeah, be careful because you get underneath that eight hours and for an hour and a half show, you're not going to have enough memory. So if you got something you'd like to say to us about podcasting, please get in touch with us through any of the ways we previously mentioned. You can just go over to betterpodcasting.com slash contact to find all of those there. Thanks to everybody who's checked out the show. Thanks to everybody who watched the live recording. And thanks to everybody who is listening or watching this afterwards. If you do liking, like hearing SP talk, which I know I do, I'd encourage you to go over to the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, which you can find on the Gunna Geek Network. Legends, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a fantastic podcast that SP does with some amazing people talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'd encourage you to check that out. And I was doing better podcasting chats with SP this week. I had a new listener who contacted me behind the scenes, and he said, you sound like a movie announcer. So for him, on the betterpodcasting.com main show, I'm going to say, in a world where two podcasters podcast about podcasting. There you go. So for episode number 269 of Better Podcasting, I'm Stephen John Drew saying, hey, I can never live up to that introduction that SB just said. 
and I'm SP saying we're looking forward to your comments about our show next week. See you guys then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.